Denver, Colorado. This is Buckle my shoe. <laughs> Thank you and welcome to Channel Massive. This is Noah with Mark and Jason. Hello. And Hello. tonight we're celebrating our Silver Jubilee episode twenty-five. It is our it's our Silver Jubilee. I don't know that I'd call it a Jubilee. <laughs> I was thinking anniversary, but Jubilee is like mm. Jubilee intones like there's like frolicking people all around and but there are. There are. We've got night elves prancing and dancing in, in, the, in our midst. Over in that Searching for epic mounts. Oh, yeah, there is a couple over dancing there. Dancing around your main mm, On their uh, Festivus poles. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, always good. Tonight we're going to try a new show format. Oh, dear God. And it's not that Jim's absence suggested this. Yeah, it did. Well, <laughs> we thought he'd let us if he wasn't here <laughs> and couldn't stop us. But instead of our traditional roundtable, we will be doing our roundtable on the twig. Yes. Roundtable on the twig. Roundtable on the twig. It's round twig. That's pretty weird. <laughs> it is weird. In addition to that, we will have a meme ape, meme ape date. Meme ape date. That was two ape date. Two apes mating. <laughs> Maming. Sorry. That was a meme ape date. <laughs> You know, I, wow. I made the mistake, and I just figured I'd keep saying it. <laughs> For the record, Noah has had a 30-second of a Jack and Coke yeah. that was extremely weak. And then he passed it off to me, because yeah. I'm the real alcoholic. But, you know, when you take the malt liquor away from him, he doesn't really know what else to do. Well, when you came down the stairs with the la- the LED light under your face, oh, yeah. and the, the Mountain Dew, the 8-ounce the Mountain Dew. Yeah. Well, well that... Well, don't, do not I worry. The, the Jack and Coke will not go to waste. No, thank it you. It will go tonight in my belly. Thank you, uh, Lamb Chop. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. Isn't that his official name for That's 2008? Right. Lamb Chop. No, Lamb that and my, my menaces or me- menaces. <laughs> menace. My new word for menaces. menaces of the Necronomicon. Menaces. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, be the Mecronomicon. Menaces. Yes. It's my. It's the menace and nemesis combined. Into one evil force, the menaces. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, copyrighted, and such and such. That's so right. Forth, so forth. All right. Well, I cannot wait to get into this new format. Okay. Uh, we will begin now. For this week's MAME update, I, MAME update? I, I am representing for both Jim and I. Represent? I will represent. Uh, reporting. <laughs> it appears that there has been some limited progress in that we have both managed to load the operating system on the computer. 
<laughs> you know, wow. in my head it sounded like before I said it that that would sound like such an accomplishment. But when I said it, it just kind of fell on the floor, and I got these like totally deadpan looks from everybody. So anyway, that's our meme update for the week. Wow, man, sounds like you're making a ton of progress. <laughs> you say that every week, sarcastic bastard. <laughs> Thanks for that update, Mark. You're welcome. You know, in post-production, I'm going to make you sound like a robot wow. because of that. <laughs> like, so creepy, dude. Jason, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Um, wow, man, my, my gaming experience started, like, late Friday night, actually. Late! Yeah, late Friday night. Oh, that's when we found you. Yeah, I was, I, I did some quote-unquote babysitting for Mark and and his wife, and I babysitted their little one, and, and after I got him to sleep, I snuck downstairs and started playing rock band. And they came down, and well, then they decided to join me. Yep. So we had, like, a total marathon going on. We went to, like, 3 in the morning, I think. It, it was, was, it was great. Yeah. Last week saying there's no way. Yeah, he was like, I'm so burnt out on so rock done band. with rhythm games. I am. Hours later. <laughs> I couldn't stop. It was 3 in the morning when we were finally done. Hours later. And this was the night before you were supposed to come over to my game party. Yeah, I know. We were totally just... Yeah, so Jason was Jason's really like, tired. He couldn't even make it, like, halfway through. He was wanting to go to sleep. Then we gave him a 64-ounce well, Mountain Dew. I made it quite a bit, and we we got through at our little gaming party. We just stuck to strictly Xbox 360, and we did uh, some Marvel Marvel Universe, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Ultimate Champions, whatever. (laughs) You've played the unreleased, the Ultimate Alliance. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, the game that may never appear. Design on that game, I thought they did a great job. Like the first few levels, kind of just are, but after the first few levels, it picks up. The only problem I, I don't like. I really don't like about that game is like when you have to stop and check on all your powers and you know all that. I think it's that really took slow. I think that part of it took so long. We could have got through so much more of the game if we hadn't stopped at every one of those checkpoints and checked our status, checked our powers and everything. We all had to do it, you know. I wish there was a change way change up our costume. I, I wish there was a way that you could pull it up for your character while you're playing, you know, with some really yeah. snazzy interface that wouldn't distract everybody. You know, I don't know. That's probably a pipe dream, but Yeah, that's really the cool. only major gripe I think I had about that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's kind of a kind of weird thing. And of course I've been playing Guitar Hero three, trying to, I've almost I've almost mastered medium mode, except for, of course, my menaces. <laughs> my menaces, which is, um, which is, of course, the damn, damn song by Slayer, Raining Blood, which, you know, just takes me a while, just a little bit longer than everything else to master for some reason. And then, of course, I'll hopefully I'll progress to the hard, hard level soon after. And then I've been playing uh, EverQuest 2. How's that Again, coming? Um, I'm a level 24 dirge now. Human dirge. 24? And you're moving? I got, me a, I got me a new apartment. I bought a new, uh, you know, two-room apartment. Got got a bed. Oh, wow. Cool. I bought a bed. And For the ladies? Another, <laughs> I got like a little bookcase that I could put, I could store like my books on and stuff that you collect, you know, through <laughs> quests and stuff. I know, it's kind of lame, but I actually kind of like it. 
When you describe that living space, it takes me back to last episode where you were eavesdropping on people through the door that they walked through. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the role the role play, you know, I've kind of... Are you still on the role-playing server? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm still doing that. Um, it's been a little bit slow as far as the role-playing goes. I just haven't... I've been out in the same zone. It's this zone called the Common Lands, and I, I kind of equate it to the Barrens almost, mm-hmm. you know. But... You know, it's it seems like it's bigger. It seems like it's a little bit bigger than the Barrens, but it's still, you know, you know how it's, there's like yeah. so huge they have to have like three waypoints just to get yeah. around the whole dang, you know, zone. That's how that. That's how it is. That's it's cool. Massive. There's and there's so many quests. I'm so much farther I than I am further. In, if there's in the any complaint I have so far, and it's not really so much a complaint, it's just it just it's crazy how many quests there are. Yeah, I like that. Initially, I mean, it's just... And did you download the extra content so you get all the voice stuff? Yeah, I did. You know what? And I really... I have to... I have to comment on that. Major props to... to Shoot, yeah. ...work done on that, because... You know, and it's really not crappy voiceovers. I mean, a lot of these games have a lot of, you know, they say, oh, we have total voiceovers. Hello, I see that you are a traveler, and I am here to (laughs) help you. you It sounds like it's the same crappy voice over and over again, and the dialogue really isn't that interesting to listen to. But this stuff is really well written, I think. Yeah. No, the... And, you know, it's like, seriously, whole quest text is, like, laid out to you in in certain instances. Some instances, they don't have a full voiceover, but... There's been, there's quite a bit of it. I can't I can't say anything bad about no. that game. It's it's so no, so, so I, honestly solid. I you know I never thought I'd get into EverQuest two, but damn it, I, I'm getting hooked. That's cool. So who's that guy that used to tell us that we should play EverQuest two? Frank or Hank? Mm. It was one of our first vocal listeners. He told he us we should play. It? Oh yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, there was. I remember there was there was a guy who I can't really recall just, his name. Dave. He was trying to push it on us, but it worked. It, anyway, it, it took worked. a while, but it I'm worked. Sure he's it took very a while. happy. That's that was my point. Well, if but we could remember I, his I name, he'd probably be even happier. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. How about you, Mark? What's been going on in your? Uh, I didn't week? expect it to come to me so fast. Um, <laughs> Catch the frisbee. Let's see. I well, I did the whole land party or console party at Noah's house. I did the rock band marathon. I've been doing more rock band with Jen. We're trying to just unlock all the songs. Really? She does the vocals, and I play the drums. You guys have been playing. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. an addict, man. Yeah. Wow. Without you, hardcore. don't be jealous. Don't be, don't be hater. Don't be no, hater. He's the one that's. Um, so we've been doing. <laughs> I've been working on the drums, and I can play some songs on hard, and, and most of them only on medium. So I'm trying yeah. to get better at that. Um, and um, so that's been my console. Oh, and then since we did the Marvel Ultimate Alliance thing on the console, I've been trying to just finish it because I'm in like Asgard now, and I'm trying to keep going and see if I can finish it on my the game I started months ago. I want to do that before I move on to uh, Mass back. Effect. <laughs> so, Which yeah. one are you playing? Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I thought that you'd finished it. No, I got really far, but I never finished. Wow. So I'm working on finishing how much, it. How, well, how far are we in the game? I don't know. I think we're pretty far, but I'm pretty far beyond that, but I just don't know when it ends, so. And yeah. I'm in Asgard, and I haven't looked at any, like, walkthroughs or anything, so I don't know what's left to go. But I'm having a really good time, and uh, my Moon Knight character is even more dominant in there than he was in our Still looting every piece game. of coin Well, since it's just me, way. I do loot every piece of coin. <laughs> but Moon Knight is, like, he's a f- ungodly Arch powerful is, right now. Just, yeah. He's a ninja, I've, man. I've spent so much money on him that he's got, like, defense maxed out and something else. He's all He's pretty. He's like a tank, but he shouldn't be. It's pretty cool. 
And so, but then in um, gaming, uh, you know, what we actually are podcasting about, MMOs, I've been... We are? Huh? What? Oh, yeah. I've been playing. Um, I've been playing a lot of WoW, and I've been on a PvP um, binge, I guess you'd say. So I'm splitting my time between leveling up my warlock on the horde side and playing my warrior on the battlegrounds in the alliance side. And I've been, um, you know, totally redoing all my controls for my warrior. And I'm actually, I've gone from being totally owned to actually owning against certain classes. I'm doing pretty well. I've been playing a lot of the Eye of the Storm, so I'm starting to get the hang of that. And I've really been, I've been, I kept asking myself, why in the hell did I make a Night Elf Warrior? And now I finally know. Because what we'll do is we'll go to this control point, uh, a bunch of the Alliance guys will. And it's usually like me and a bunch of rogues, and if I'm lucky, some more Night Elves. And what we'll do is everybody turns invisible in, in whichever way they can, except for this poor Pally who just stands there. And so the horde comes over the hill, and they see one person guarding the control point, and they're like, <laughs> fresh meat, and they yeah, roll in. they don't and think that he's, like, the only one there. Though. They do, and it worked every really? single time the I other mean, night. Seriously, how we, dumb can you be? I what happened, not in the same game they kept doing it, and then we were having, like, we were just, we kept redoing the battlegrounds, because you know, we kept winning. There's also ways to... Oh. Get around. They can detect too, it. Know. A warlock can figure it out with their pet, you know, yeah. with paranoia or whatever. I mean, exactly. I mean, why don't you? Why? Do, why don't they have somebody set that up? To <sighs> I don't know, but they fell for it every single time, wow. and it was like, and it, oh, it was beautiful. It was like it was, and we kept stunning them. You know, it was like Stunlock City. It was beautiful. It was just total carnage, and then poof, we'd all turn invisible and wait for the next hapless group to come in, and poof, we'd come out of nowhere and kill them. <laughs> and that, that was like, and we just, kept, like I said, we just kept doing it over and over again, and I got so much honor out of that night. I must have played till like 3 in the morning, so I've been doing that. And then the other thing is, because I've been doing that, it's making my warlock playing weird, because uh, I'm just trying to grind through the levels. I'm in the 30s. And when I was leveling my warrior up, I was always avoiding conflict in the PvP zones. And now, anytime I see anybody, I just roll on them and attack them. It doesn't matter. And I've been just annihilating people out of maybe frustration. I don't know what it is, but it's a lot of fun. You become a griefer. Not, well, not a grief. I mean, it's all fair game. I'm it's only funny, attacking people on my own I, level. When I played a warlock, I never intentionally went out of my way to grief. I know, you're you're really good. But what I did was, is that I just waited for... Because somebody was going to... I knew somebody was going to try to attack me eventually. Yeah. And then that's when... That's when the major shitstorm would come down, and I would just... I would just... I was passive-aggressive about it, because, like... I'd, like, have, like, two mobs on me at the same time, and this level... This guy who's like five levels above me trying to wail on me. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, just, mo- I'm just, I'm not even so much concentrating on him. I'm just, I'm just draining the hell out of everything. Him. And I'm just, I've got so much stuff going on at the same time. And he just ends up as a part of the carnage. <laughs> it's, That's, like, it's just a byproduct <laughs> of your. It is. Your, it was. It was just a byproduct. Thank you for the hit points. You know, the, the poor little guy's death is just a result of my grinding, I guess, is, yeah. is what it amounts to. But, uh, That's what I used to like to do. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't been. Uh, I've just been all out going for him. You know, it's just it's just a totally different way of playing from my usual. Just it's let me grind in peace. Thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I've just been a real ass as far as that goes. But it's been kind of fun to just destroy. You know, I haven't lost yet with my warlock, which is mostly luck. You know, I've been in zones where there's nobody really high or no, equal man. to me. Warlocks are too overpowered. They need to be. They are over. They that is all true. I think. But anyway, I've been doing that, and uh, that's been about it. Yeah, pretty. pretty what good. about you, Noah? I finished two games, which is really cool. finished two games. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I'm listening to you guys. I'm like, where do you guys get the time to do that? And I'm like, oh yeah, I finished a couple games. <laughs> <laughs> I finished Portal. 
which isn't oh, a cool. huge accomplishment since it's There's a short no game. cake, man. The How many hours? Two hours? Three hours? Oh, I don't know. I heard one guy say it took him like 40 hours. It didn't like, take me. I was like, that long. is not a 40 hour game. I was no, like, what were you doing? It didn't like, take me two hours either. I mean, I got. I just had to stop every once in a while yeah. just to figure things out. But I just loved that game so much. It's yeah. It's just hilarious. It's like it's a phenomenon. So fun. Uh, I actually liked how small of a game it was. That's, it was really nice to. It went out like an all around just satisfying experience, and then the little song at the end is yeah. like. <laughs> Just the voice acting, the script overall, I had to find it online just because I thought it was so funny. Just lots of different lines, like... Oh, I love that. One, or especially all the stuff that she says while you're trying to get out. Oh, yeah. And she's... I don't know, I don't want to say anything that would ruin some Potential spoiler! (laughs) Yeah, like I did last week. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, What do you mean, spoiling things for other people? I've never done that before. Battlestar Galactica! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to follow your example, Jason. <laughs> Colonel ties a Cylon. Yeah, for for those for those who who don't know this story, Noah he TiVo's like whole seasons of Battlestar Galactica before he eventually ends up watching him. So I ended up spoiling the fact that like Colonel Ty was a Cylon. Like a while back, and he just. Oh. I didn't even watch the second season. I didn't even watch yet. the second season. That was yet. What, and he was just like. Season or something. <laughs> That's Shut up! My dad does that all the time. He ruins movie endings. That's when Jason became Noah's menaces. <laughs> yes. My television menaces. I'm serious. I'm going to get a copyright on that word, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> I also finished my lawyer game, Phoenix Wright. I finished that. How's the mullet? Night. Long and luxurious. Uh, undulating. Awesome. Spiky on the top. <laughs> flowing. It's soft to the touch. Business in the front, and what is it? Party in the back. Party in the back. That's right. (laughs) Business up front, party in the back. It was really, really great game. It's it's the the third and final in a trilogy of games, and so across all those games, there's 15 different trials, and there's lots. The third game has so many repeat or cameos and reappearances of other characters, and ties up all these long running pot plot. Pot? That's our intro gotcha. <laughs> Plot lines. What? Were there and apes in that one too? Pardon? Were there apes in that one too? <laughs> no. <laughs> no ape dates. <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 interesting because the game's got a lot of really great localization. It's very funny and well-written. But each of the trials usually deals with a really gory or graphic murder. Cool. And it's weird when you think about... Oh, you're, you're laughing or you're being emotionally, your heartstrings are being pulled and stuff. And then you realize what they've been talking about and what you've been trying to prove all this time. It's just, it's various. It's a very strange kind of feeling in the afterthoughts. In addition to that, I played Titan Quest for a little while. Mm-hmm. That was That's fun. About as online as I got. I forgot about that. I played that. We did the gaming party. The things that you didn't mention was that I subjected you guys to. Geometry Pac- Wars. Geometry that was Wars fun. And Pac-Man Championship Edition. I'm going to have to get me a Geometry... Oh, that's only for the Wii, isn't it? No, that's both on Xbox. Oh, is it? 360 Xbox Live. Mm. Yeah, those were really cool. And I have a feeling that with all your Warcraft playing, Mark, that eventually we'll get to back to playing Warcraft. We'll get you your Succubus. Months. And, and then months we're going to do some Battlegrounds. Yeah, I want to get back into what okay. got into all this. Yeah, we should. So we I'm should do it. to that. And you know what? I actually was reading 
some coverage about Pirates of the Sea. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds really cool. POTBS? Are you going to be our guy, our player, our podcast member who actually tries that game out? Well, you know, I went to go download... Sacrifice you. <laughs> I went to Sorry. go down... To the voodoo gods of Pirates of the Burning Sea. I went to go download the client to do the demo thing, mm-hmm. and it's a huge game. It's like six gigabytes worth of download, and you have to download it in three different pieces, and that would take like three days for me to download, so I just kind of abandoned the process. So you just didn't have the the uh, constitution to withstand the download, huh? Nice no. try. Thanks. No. Thanks for the contribution. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Maybe, well, maybe since I'm over see here, I how your cable connection. And he got the gold star die. and you don't have one. Mm. Yeah, you could do that. We could uh, burn yeah. it to a DVD here. I, it sounds really intriguing to me and it might be something nice. Yeah. On the side. You're going to be, matey. Yeah. You're going to be walking around with a parrot. Or your dog on your shoulder, maybe? Yeah, you'd probably fit on there. Yeah. yeah. It's it true. Off. <laughs> well, cool. Anything else? I think that's pretty good. I think that's everything. Comrade Mark. Yes, comrade. And comrade Lambchop. Lambchop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm not going to answer to that freaking name. <laughs> I believe you just did Lambchop. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> like chessboard, he has you. It he is has time we unveil new format. <laughs> Please proceed with the description. This is the weekend game. Jamie! <laughs> You really need Jim here for that. Yeah. Do we even mention Jim's not on the show tonight? Yeah. Okay. Jim, are you here? No. No. Okay. That's all we have to say about that. Just kidding. We miss you dearly, Jim. Uh, Anywho, this is going to be a little bit new for us this week. We're going to try a roundtable format with the week in gaming as opposed to, you know, just going through the news for the week and then having a separate roundtable topic. For a deeper issue. We're going to kind of go a little bit more in-depth and roundtable on the, the gaming issues, I guess, of the week. Yeah, or and, stuff uh, we uncover. Yeah, we'll see what happens. If if you enjoy the format, let us know at uh, mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. You can also respond to our update, our post on our blog that That's we right. include our episode in. That's at true. www.channelmassive.com. And let us know if you like the new format. If if you if you don't, you know, let us know why, and you know, we'll uh, we'll definitely take any uh, constructive criticism you may have and under if, advisement. Under and, advisement. And if you like the new format, remember it was my idea. And if you don't like the new <laughs> format, remember it was Noah's idea. True. So let's just True. keep that. Get no, that actually, clear. it was Jim's idea because Jim isn't here to defend. That's, it. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's Jim always be laid off. Well, <laughs> yeah, I have been meaning to. Well, anyway, let's let's not spoil well, that, a let, good time. To, let's get some. Let's get to some news for the week. We don't have any crazy Asian gamer news this week. We do have some crazy Russian gamer news this week. Apparently, uh, this involves uh, the game Lineage Two. Uh, apparently, a, rug, a young Russian man has been charged with murder after an internet game jumped off the screen onto the street. It's alleged he killed an internet gaming rival after they met face-to-face in the city of Ufa. 
<laughs> I guess I, I, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Uh, apparently, uh, two clans from the game Lineage 2, uh, the Ku Klux, made up mostly of students in this Wait a minute. Called, uh, would that be the Ku Klux Klan? Uh, you know, that would be so lame. Oh, that's so horrible. They were called, you know... Maybe uh, they don't know. Well, they're from Russia, so maybe they know they understand that. But they they understand. <laughs> they understand completely. American terrible history. There's another guild called. Uh, it's called Platinum. I guess mm. it's kind of like platinum, but even better. It's like tanned platinum. <laughs> Apparently, these two clans they they clash online a lot. You know, I guess they, you know, that's just their their online rival. Apparently, it uh, went out into the streets. Um, they meant face-to-face in the real world, um, and, and this uh, guy was was killed. Uh, Nobody brought the uh, young fire mage with the gasoline can this time? Apparently, yeah, and apparently the alleged murderer hasn't shown any regret and hasn't justified himself. Well, it's probably because he got a level up from it. Yeah, he's like, ding! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, went, he probably went ding and then went, woot! PvP skills are that, growing you know, exponentially. And that's, and that's so horrible, that's such a horrible thing to say, but, you know, it's... You know, it's just, it's sick. It's just one of those things that, yeah. you know, it's where games and real life collide, I guess. And I don't I don't get why people take it to that level of... You just don't get lineage. No, I, well, yeah, I don't get that game to begin with, number one, but... You'd understand if you got it. I guess, man. I guess. Like when my clan went and massacred that Anyway, that real life murder due to... Due to MMOs, you know, of course, this just adds more fuel to the fire to all the crackpots who, who say that, you know, video games cause people to become violent and stuff. So. But, but it, they do. Congratulations, you crazy Russians, for... for uh, you broke the crazy a- Asian gaming streak. Yeah, I know. You... You 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 got on top this week, you know. You know, if you want to stay on top next week, you better come up with we're, something we're looking, new and improve. We're actually looking to North Korea. Uh, we're looking to North best, Korea next week. Best possible option to one up this. I'm thinking like Kim Jong Il. <laughs> no, Kim Jong Il wouldn't get involved with it. He'd like lob a nuke over at uh, some other area. Awesome. Well, uh, I have a little thing I'd like to. You want to, You have a little ditty you have to share. Yeah. With um, it's rare. Really, you know, we had a discussion in a previous podcast about my growing um, lack of love for printed media, and it's rare when PC gamer like echoes my sentiments. But they've actually done it, and I thought I'd read it because they've they've you spoken. Mean they've actually said that they they have no business being around any longer. Well, they haven't realized that yet, but they have. <laughs> They have said rather eloquently what I've been trying to figure out how to word about my feelings for Tabula Rasa. They they managed to do it when they gave the game a 72% uh, score. And that. That's not a horrible rating. I mean, that's like a average rating, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like such the darling of all the blogosphere people right now, and I'm just not getting it, you know? So I thought it was an interesting take. No, I mean, it has its merits. I mean, I, I don't think I totally bashed it ever. No, no, you didn't. I just... I just didn't see the future in it. I just, yeah. But here, here's what they said, and I thought this was really kind of well said. Uh, and I don't know who wrote the article because I just not, I'm not that good at research. But uh, <laughs> it says the Bane have invaded and kicked humanity off Earth, Earth, most likely blowing it up in the process. But we vowed to take the fight to them on other planets. That's like kicking sand in the bully's direction as he's walking off with your girl. 
It's easy to see how our military failed. In Tabula Raza, soldiers need to buy their own ammo and armor, and either is purchased or given out as neither is purchased or given out as reward for performing favors. In order to teleport between bases, you must visit both bases before you can activate the teleporter. Imagine a soldier in Iraq needing to walk to another base before he can be flown in. As a sci-fi-based MMO, Tabula Raza isn't bad. As a military-based one, however, the premise is thin. I thought that was pretty pretty darn good. And then they said their I mean, highs. You should, be said, able to, you should be able to travel a lot faster. Yeah, it's like, what is the deal? But they said highs, fast-paced combat, immersive environment, fantastic visuals, lows, no community-building tools, cloning poorly implemented, only one starting area. And uh, anyway, I just thought it was kind of an interesting I mean, take. I don't think the starting area really is that big of an issue for me. But, but in WoW, you have so many. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. Care, yeah, but you know, it's like it's all race related with with World of Warcraft yeah. and everything. You know, so there's kind of like some lore, I guess, to be gained from it. Yeah. You know, it's just it just makes it more different kind of a game, different different type of environment. I don't know. I, I haven't read that review. I maybe I should. There's more to it, of course, it, but what it's all about and what gripes they have with it. But I'm, you know, I'm sure my my thoughts are a little bit different. What else has been going on this week? It was last Friday. The news broke that NCSoft canceled its support and funding to Space Times sci-fi MMO Blackstar. Which is Blackstar. <laughs> Which I, lo- is- I just love saying that. Blackstar. Do you want to do the story, Jason? No, no, you go right on <laughs> I'll just say, every time you say Blackstar, though, don't be surprised if I jump in there. I don't know. It's just, right, it's I'll just pause cool. to allow you to, to enjoy that. Right. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. All right. So, Blackstar is... Blackstar. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so, say it. Blackstar was a sci-fi game, or is a sci-fi game that was in development by Space Time Studios. They have some really neat concept art and actually lots of in-depth behind-the-scenes stories and interviews about the development of the game. Yeah, I've never even heard of this game before. Yeah, that's that's what's kind of a shame, is that there hasn't been a lot of big coverage or word-of-mouth on it, but if you go over to their website, which I believe is spacetimestudios.com, one word, you can check it out. Mm. The cancellation of funding and sponsorship and publishing from NZSoft required that Spacetime lay off 12 of its employees, which makes me think it they may have a small team, or maybe they have a large team. And it's they probably have, a small team, I'd imagine. And nevertheless, they're keeping their chin up and going forward and hoping to find out, find, find another publisher. publisher to work on it. And they actually were very polite and well put together in their statements to the press you know they said that they were disappointed but they what kind of MMO was it going to be was it going to be like like space based like were you able to fly ships and stuff? yeah it's supposed to be a very unique combat system as well as the joy of flight traveling around in space I don't know maybe, in maybe an NCSoft thought that maybe like Jumpgate Evolution and maybe Star Trek Online of course which we all that'll be a little bit later yeah I, I'm sure in our in our roundup here yeah and that was kind of the thing that was a trigger for me was whether or not this was a harbinger about Star Trek Online but Jason will get into that later well I mean maybe they saw the writing on the wall though I mean they saw you know okay there was Eve Online that's already out there Jumpgate Evolution is supposed to be more Tabula uh, Raza uh, 
Cabo Raza, but you know, maybe they, you know, if it was going to be more of a space-based ga- type of game with, you know, more spaceship combat, you know, they weren't necessarily going to think that they were going to compete with Tabla Rasa, but I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate people have to lose their jobs over these things, but you know, unfortunately, that's how the business works. And NCSoft certainly has lots of other games under its belt for all of us to look forward to, and hopefully Space Time Studios will find another publisher for their project. Good luck. Good luck to them. Gama Sutra? Gama Sutra? Gama Sutra. I call it Gama Sutra. How to pronounce it. They have a really interesting story from a lead from White Wolf who worked with Blizzard in creating the books that make up the tabletop role-playing game for World of Warcraft. And that is so lame. You think it's lame? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, not the particular game. I haven't seen it, but just the concept is so lame. made it so into lame. a tabletop game? Yeah. Okay, well... Sorry. Uh, that, I, <laughs> about the, it's about the, the challenges of converting a game, a game that... A game from the video game side of it into a tabletop version as opposed to you have the tabletop version like yeah. uh, Warhammer for instance and then changing the license over into a video game. Well, I think the overall theme that came from that interview or the story is that White Wolf any type of tabletop game needs lots and lots and lots of content and granted there was a lot of content made for WoW when it launched there's lots of little quests and backstory and there's lots of stuff spanning through the previous and lots of tons of lore strategy games pardon? tons of lore yeah lore. tons of lore but it wasn't enough to fill up the amount of content that they needed for the books and Blizzard being notoriously secretive and very controlling and protective of its properties which is understandable found itself in a bit of a pickle and it's weird because... They the story, were embedded inside of a pickle? Yes. <laughs> the writer kind of dances around it, but it's pretty transparent that the, the writer believes that, you know, if you want to make money and you want to make a, a tabletop game, you either need to make it yourself or you need to loosen up on the reins a little bit because apparently Blizzard stopped them at every turn and that has made writing the books a real pain hmm. because they're like, no, don't write that, don't make things up. And they're like, well, you don't have enough content well, then we're going to have to approve it, and so it's just this constant back-and-forth battle between them just to get a single book out. Like That's the, why I wonder how like the guys who, who write books based like on the Star Trek universe or Star Wars universe, you know, there's like tons of Star Trek books and the Star Trek and Star Wars books yeah. out there. It just makes me wonder how in the hell they're able to, to maintain some kind of sense of continuity. Well, there's continuity a whole committee or, with the Star Wars books. They have to really? get it signed off on, and everybody reviews it. I mean, that, seriously, that just blows me away how they're able to yeah. do that. It's like, how are you even able to release a book with those kind of constraints, you know, on you? You know, because what if you wanted to create some kind of crazy alternate universe kind of book, you know, involving Star Trek or Star Wars or something like yeah. that, you know? You have to. You probably can't, you know? You have to go through, probably have to, have to do go what, through all those crazy hoops just do to the do the Kotar it. trick 2,000 years now past or whatever. 4,000 is ridiculous. Yeah, it makes you wonder Why how, is the technology still the same? Now, the, we know the what the technology curve exactly looks like now, right? Right. Yeah. So, if you took the technology now and followed the, the rapidly, uh, exponentially growing technology yeah. curve that we have, and you extrapolate out what would that be like in 4,000 years well it'd be a lot different unless we ran into some yeah. kind of population culling terrible event or something which they never explained so it's like oh, anyway so I'm just that like I am that, tangent yeah. boy today god I well no no it's not a tangent it's, it's, it's related, related to the topic because 
It's like I mean, you think about bullshit. it. Even like you think how Bioware, you know, is able to. How is Bioware able to to get through their development of Knights of the Old Republic, you know, without having Lucas, you know, or Luke, you know George Lucas, kind of come down on them and say, no, no, no. You know, you can't do it like that. It has to be like this because yeah. of blah, 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 and blah, you know. And well, an interesting parallel to this is kind of the opposite of, of what's happening with uh, Warhammer Online. So with that, it's a tabletop going directly to a um, MMO, right? Yeah. Right. And Well, there's been other games that... that yeah, yeah, they've Warhammer. got their RTS games and RTS stuff. Games. But but here's the thing. they What happened was the Games Workshop was telling the um, Mythic guys... Hey, we want Warhammer's experience to be something totally different. We want the PvP to be totally different. We don't want you to just basically take Dark Age of Camelot, wrap our IP around it, and re-release it. And so the Mythic guys have been scrambling to try to come up with all these different ways to do the RVR, VR stuff, or whatever they're doing. And they've come up with new ideas that are good. But the problem is that a lot of their core ideas are tried and true and really went over with the hardcore PvP community. And they've just finally been able to convince the Games Workshop guys to let them use a lot of the things that really have worked well with Dark Age of Camelot, but it's taken them this long to do it. And what what it really took was the beta, the lucky bastards that got into the beta test. That was like their overwhelming number one comment was, you should have this in PvP, and you should have this in PvP, and what you've got now is good, but what you should have to make it complete and to get around all these hurdles and little things that aren't making it seem seamless is to do what you've did so well with one of your other titles, you know, with your first real big title. And it's just funny, it's totally the opposite, but it's the same concept. It's like all this control from these people trying to, you know, desperately protect their IP... And it, it shackles people, you know. So yeah. kind of an inter- and you know, it's interesting how, you know, I, I, you know, you, you could just go on down the list. You know, how how did Turbine deal with, you know, handling, you know, how they translated Lord of the Rings Online over, you know, it's, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, how do you, you know, stay true to the IP without pissing off, you know, the token estate. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you know, and and staying true to that as much as humanly possible, even though you know you can't. Yeah, you know, I'm you thinking can't about completely it. do it. But Blizzard would be the last people that I'd want to work with, just because they are notorious for holding their cards to their chest, and they just love. Oh yeah, announcing, waiting until the very last minute to reveal everything, and it'll be done when it's done, and you can't right. dare know anything about it. And then them saying, "Well, we want to make money on tabletop games." Oh crap. Now we have to come up with content that might be a spoiler for our next expansion pack or the next Warcraft game. And yeah, that's that's exactly true too. right. You, know, you can't let the cat out of the bag, you know, too early if you, you know, if you do that. And they didn't want to agree that well, the tabletop game will be its own dimension or universe or spin on it in the video game. They're like, no, it needs to all be the same. It needs to be consistent because gamers will want to reference experiences that they did online or in the strategy game and put it in. So it's just like, oh, what an idea! I just think it's just a dumb idea. It's like. They're, they have an IP, right? It's a good IP for video games, but come on. Does it have to be... You have to release books about it. You have the to have... Card game. Tra- the trading card game. You have to... I mean, maybe the trading card game is, is good. I don't know. You know, but, you know, when I think of a trading card game, I think Magic the Gathering, right? That's the big one. Yeah. That's the one that's that been around the, for been a around. and has generated a lot of... Anything else players. is just a rip-off with a new IP wrapped into it. And the right. same for making a tabletop game. I just can't... I can't even fathom it. It's like, are you... Are you are you serious? Are you really going to try and compete with, like, 
all the existing guys that have been around for like 20 years. Well, with partnering your, with White Wolf was a good move. Well, yeah, that was a good move. But, but then shackling them was probably not a good move. <laughs> anyway, a lot of passion was released in that, <laughs> brought forth <laughs> no, by I mean, that. I think that's an interesting discussion, and, and it, it, it's, it, you know, I, I wish... You know, I wish I could learn more about that and how that all works. You know, there's a lot of political, you know, bullcrap that obviously has to go on, you know, involving those kind of things. And, you know, it's just, it would be interesting just to hear how different companies deal with those kind of issues. Not only, you know, from the tabletop side of it, but also from the video game side of it, since so many video games are based off of existing IPs to begin with. Mm -hmm. Totally. What else, what else is going on, Noah? Over at the EverQuest Vault, there is a note that only the EverQuest Vault could have provided me because I'm not checking the entertainment <laughs> news sites to know that EverQuest won a technical Emmy. Technical they, Emmy? Yeah. They, like the original EverQuest? Not EverQuest 2? You know, it's interesting. They don't make that distinction, and I'm honestly not sure if the Emmy awarders or presenters really know if there's one or two. But was, so it they're really... like a, was it kind of like this Golden Globes, this last Golden Globes award show where there were like, there was like no actors there. There was just like the, <laughs> the guys there. They're like, and this award goes to No Country for Old Men. Congratulations. No, Next topic. Sad. It was like the shortest yeah. Golden Globes ever. Well, incidentally, it was like that. It's a, well, really... <laughs> well, you know how the, but the Oscars, the Emmys, all the major awards show, they have this little extra, nobody's really interested in televising this technical show awards that get released before the real show. Right, And that's what this was. It was the 59th Annual Technology and Engineering Emmy Awards. And... Had no idea such a thing existed. SOE won the Development of Massively Multiplayer Online Graphical Role-Playing Games Award. Which... That's a really long award Yeah, that is a award. That's that's a mouthful right there. I wish I knew if this award's been in place in, in previous years... It just, or if it's like brand spanking new. I'm not sure. It, it, it seems like this award's almost posthumous in a way. Development of massively multiplayer online graphical role-playing game. And wow. just, you know, EverQuest was certainly is a trailblazer and one of the biggest turning points, but it just seems it's like, why now? Yeah, it's like 10 years too late, right? Or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't Does this mean it. that the Emmy award choosers are out of touch or I mean that's not to say that EverQuest isn't deserving of it but it's just it's it's like what what did EverQuest do that was so special that mainstream Emmy awarders said hey let's give them a yeah a dartboard they threw (laughs) it at a dartboard yeah yeah I agree I I don't get that kind of surprising but congratulations nevertheless because it is a prestigious honor well maybe Lost Vikings will get it next year (laughs) (laughs) recognition right so, we have another MMO to look forward to. We actually have that? a couple that I know that Jason will be all over. Okay. The first one that I want to mention is that Fox and Gravity have teamed up to bring an Ice Age MMO to the masses. Gravity is known for making the Ragnarok what? online MMOs. MMO, and that's kind of a anime-styled, youth-skewing MMO. And they're now going to make an Ice Age MMO based off of the two computer animated movies from 20th Century Fox. What? 
Are you kidding me? Well, that's just great. Why? Because it needed it, just like we needed a tabletop version of WoW. <laughs> the world so can't live without this. This is found over on. Is that such a hot? Is is that such a hot IP that somebody had to just jump on it's that? It's sizzling. I guess. I, I don't. Oh see no! I, I guess in this case it's cold. Fire. It's in the ice. Cold ice. Right? Yeah. Well, as I was saying to you guys earlier, I mean, I really do. I, I like the first movie. I actually haven't seen the second one. I've never I watched really one of I've them. I've seen them both. I think the idea of an MMO constrained to a particular extreme environment, such as the polar caps or some kind of ice world, that'd be really compelling. But I don't think that those two things need to but meet with, like, in an MMO. The cartoonish with the scratch and Ray Romano and <laughs> all this other stuff. Just it doesn't go together. Overrated. Sorry, but Ray I, Romano. An MMO, no, and I, I didn't think that. I mean, sorry, but, like, box office returns on Ice Age and Ice Age 2 couldn't have been that overwhelming to where they said, oh, my God, this could be, like, the next uh, the next big MMO where... It's like making an MMO off of Ratatouille or something. or <laughs> Yeah, it's like... That's not ding! A new great idea. The Ratatouille MMO. But you know what I you thought? Know, hey, you know, okay, granted, yeah, they're, they're Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, huge success. Huge movies, you know, mm-hmm. ton, tons and tons of money. You know, you could see why the whole Pirates thing just blew over really well. And there's like three Pirate MMOs out there now, something like that. But Ice Age? So in more breaking news, well, it's not breaking news, this has been out for a while, but hey, go figure. The the prediction that most bloggers out there predicted has come true. No! Star Trek Online is pretty much done for, at least right now. Uh, P2 Entertainment, formerly known as, of course, Perpetual Entertainment, the, the geniuses behind Gods and Heroes, which never saw the light of day, by the way. Sadly. Um, according to multiple sources at the San Francisco-based developer, um, they are done. Uh, it means the game isn't canceled necessarily, but the license, uh, not the code, has been transferred to another Bay Area development studio. Um, people are speculating, of course, who that might be. Um, they just, you know, they're done with it. They, they've handed it over. I mean, basically, P2 Entertainment is... They're, they're done. Uh... You know, they they say that they'll continue on with their profitable perpetual platform, but I don't see how in the hell they're going to exist after all this bad press and and bad PR. They well, they I thought the BioWare was actually licensing their platform for I don't know the, are the they? MMO that they're making. You think yeah. they you think they're going to stick with mm-hmm. them? I don't they, know. That is true. That I don't is know the platform that they've come. Seriously, up Seriously, I is... mean, if you're an employee, if you if you're if you're the guy in charge of BioWare right now, do you want to stick with this company? No. Do you? Honestly? No, with all their other answers. Do you believe anything that they say or, or do at this point? I Are don't. there any other MMO developers that actually license their platform like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, these guys, you know, they were... I mean, there's other um, 
people who make engines and stuff like garage games. Yeah, I mean, I, and I understand that that side of the industry. It's just that you know, it's like seriously, if you're if you're Bioware, don't you have to be a little bit hesitant? As you know, you're you're working with these guys right now. I maybe be. their maybe their technology was okay. It was just the management and the creative and all the other. Elements <laughs> Even then, it. I mean, still, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, the technology is great, but where? What if you need some support on that project product? You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, that's just me talking. I, it could be a great product for all I know. You know, but if I'm Bioware, I have to con- I have to seriously consider what the hell yeah. is going on here. You know. What is this company all about? What I thought was interesting was there was some conjecture that it wasn't some Bay Area thing. It was Cryptic. Yeah, they and, were. Uh, you know, there was a lot of rumors flying around there, but apparently Cryptic was just interested in hiring some of its employees, from what I understand. Yeah, which is cool. You know, it's they, nice. They that, actually did have a press release where they said that. You know, it's nice that they you know go out there and they you know search for talent. You know, and but and, but doesn't Cryptic need like an IP at this point? Well, see, not well, I mean, but do they need an IP? Well, d- That's what I want to know. I mean, are they, are they working on? They're working on Marvel, allegedly, allegedly, still. and they still. have no crew. I mean, I looked today, and the only person who's na- the only name I recognize that's with Cryptic is Jack Emmerich, and he's like the chief creative Isn't officer. It because everybody went and fled with the everybody, yeah, and every- soft Northern California, yeah, it is. yeah. So there's like well, honestly, no, I don't know. I mean, they, you know, okay, they're working on. Marvel Universe Online, but are they also going to take on Star Trek Online? I mean, seriously, those Seems are two... Unrealistic. I mean, those are, like, two huge IPs to be working on at the same time. I just... What I, if I it's can't see that happen. Marvel Universe versus Star Trek Online. <laughs> <laughs> like, Street, cool Street Fighter versus episode. Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> it's happened before. Right, Wolverine right. Wolverine on the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just... I don't know. I, I, I can't see that, you know, logistically happening. I mean, that... Doesn't make any sense, really. Unless they're scrapping Marvel Universe, Marvel Universe Online. And well, you know, and that, and that would be another shitstorm, you know, in itself. You What's know? cool about these huge titles is they've got to go to someone. We know these games will be made mm. eventually by someone. True. I don't know. It's just you know, it's just amazing. This company is still in the news. They, they pop up every week or two. Yeah, you know, they're like the, they won't die. They won't happens. totally die. They just keep coming back. It's the Britney Spears of the you know, it I'm is. serious. Yeah, okay, so Bioware and other companies are using their, their software, but, you know, my, my question is, you know, you really do you really think that you want to do business with these guys? I mean, I mean, you got to take a hard look at it. I, I would. If I, if I was the head of Bioware right now, I'd take a hard look at this and say, oh, you know... Maybe this is something that's, you know, not going to work. Not such a good plan. Cowbell first. You know what this podcast needs? More cowbell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this next uh, news piece is Well, it's it's about It's it's involving Raph Coster You know, this guy is like He's unstoppable He is prolific He's like the darling of the blogosphere, I think Which is great He's like game designer, blogger, musician He is I don't know, what else does he do? I don't know, I think think he's working on a rocket to beat like car- no, I'm just making that up. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, what games is he associated with in the past? Uh, uh, Ultima Online. Online. 
Star Trek, Star Trek Galaxies. Star Trek Galaxies. It's galaxies. like, I, you know, no, he's done Star a lot Wars of... Wars Galaxies. Or, or why, Star do, why do Wars, I do that? Oh, I don't you know. It's like dorks. GameStop, GameStop, whatever. It's still Star, Star Wars Galaxies. galaxies. My point Star is... Star Trek, Stargate, Galaxies. My point is, it's Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he's got lots of great stuff. And people are like, oh yeah, Star Wars Galaxies too. Oh yeah, and Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> well, Star Wars Galaxies okay. It wasn't like the huge yeah. successes that they hoped, obviously. But... You know, he's a good designer. I think he has a lot of, you know, pertinent ideas, a lot mm. of great information out there. And, and uh, gun. He's prolific. It's a sh- rock, rock, paper, shotgun. Had a really cool interview with him um, earlier in the week. Uh, really, just some really just good stuff here. He, he talks about, you know, they, they, they posed a the question to him. So the problem with games, or at least MMOs from your perspective, is that they're being made by the people who want to make MMOs. Uh, the people whose influences come from, you know, the D&D culture, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, he admits, you know, yeah, you know, it's a factor. He says, he goes, but they're played by that group of people, despite WoW having uh, expanded that by getting so many people playing the game. There's a heritage there, and it's hard to get away from. There's gameplay reasons why the elves and the fantasy stuff seems to work, and that's all part of this self-fulfilling prophecy. You look at what we have now based on Lord of the Rings. You have the good side and the bad side, of course. And a party-based story, which, of course, is involved in any any MMO out there. You always have to have a party to go do all the quests, of course. You know, and, and basically, what he's kind he kind of asked this interesting question, you know. It's like, what if you did it with, like, the Hindu mythologies or the old Celtic mythologies? You know, would these traditions lead to a class-based system, you know, like you see in all the MMOs yeah. and RPGs out there? He's like, he thinks maybe there probably wouldn't be mm-hmm. maybe a class-based system if you decided to make a game, you know, based on, you know, maybe Greek mythology or oh, sure. or whatever. Which I think years. is a really cool point, you know. I kind of wish, you know, other game developers would try to find, you know, they break the mold you know, for instance, and come with come up with a different way of leveling up your character as opposed to assigning, you know, assigning, you know, attribute points to everything and, you know, you have to build your class to, you know, certain standards and, you know, you're restricted somehow. That's why I think, I think Ashram's Call may have had like a, it kind of had maybe a step in the right direction kind of, because you could like choose like different kinds of things to like totally invest in. Yeah. You know, but you can mix it up so much. Yeah. You know, to where every character wouldn't be, like, the same. But you can, you know, it was, it was a little bit different. Uh, he also um, talked about made a place, you know, which is, of course, going to allow players, you know, basically anybody to create their own MMO if they wanted to for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is a really cool idea. And it has an in-game, like, RMT system too, or something. Which I yeah, wouldn't aware which, of. of course, I don't know how I feel about that, of course. Well, it sounds like over that before. One, one thing that was interesting I read was, like, about it is, like, say you have a, you get a game you've set up, and initially it's just you and a couple of your friends are playing it, but it starts to, for whatever reason, good game design something, it starts to pick up and pretty soon you're starting to actually put a dent in their bandwidth, well, then they'll have to start charging you. Right. But then you can, in turn, start charging the players a subscription model or whatever you want to do. Right. And then you can use that money to pay for them for the for the use of their infrastructure and stuff. 
Kind of cool. No, it sounds like a pyramid scheme to me. That's <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. The other thing that came to my mind. I like how MetaPlace is kind of an extension of his idea that since there's so many biases and old habits ingrained to into MMO and RPG developers, the true revolution for MMOs will come from somewhere outside of the industry. And I think MetaPlace is kind of it provides the building blocks for that possibility to occur yeah. perhaps within a framework of this group's construction. But when I think of games like MetaPlace, I think of stuff like the movies and other create-your-own game concepts. Mm-hmm. There's there's several RPG makers that are out there on consoles and PC, and it just we've yet to see a really good execution of that. Yeah, It's weird. It seems like players right now, they like sandbox games, but there still has to be a lot more architecture and construction around it. I mean, outside of FPS gamers making their own little FPS maps, that's a whole different ballgame for making a whole MMO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, can you imagine spending your spare time every day working on a MMO? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Seriously, I mean, yeah, it'd be really to. cool. You know, I'd, I'd love to try it just to just to see what would happen. Yeah. See what I'd come up with. I'd probably come up with like a really crappy game. <laughs> I probably would. I'd probably come up with like a fishing game. Jason Quest. Fishing Quest. Like, you know, it be it would. It would be like fishing quest. You're, you, level, you're every, sitting there fishing in the same Your only for character hours class on is mage slash fisherman. <laughs> it would be <laughs> That's awesome. It would be so sad. Well, I'd be like, why isn't anybody playing my game? <laughs> why, God, no one yeah. gets me. No one gets me. I think one of the other great points that comes out of this article is um you know, they they start talking about um you know, changes in the market and, and whatnot. And, and it kind of, of course, it, it comes to your uh, your little rant on Blizzard being at the right place at the right time um, from from last episode. And he, he mentions, you know, of course, you know, he says if Blizzard tried to do top-end graphics with World of Warcraft, they'd probably have failed and been sold by now. Instead, they chose to spend on art direction rather than technology. Mm-hmm. Blizzard Smart was on the block when when World of Warcraft shipped and it saved them. You know, and it was, like, huge. Which I didn't know. I didn't you know They that. were for sale. Blizzard was for sale when, when the game... And the game was a huge risk. And now look at them. And them. now, you know, they're huge. And, you know, it all goes to that, that same thing. And, you know, of course, uh, the editors come in. You know, they say the progress towards high-end realist graphics is... You know, it's, it's going to have to stop, isn't it? They say... 2007 showed us that the relatively abstractly presented games like Mario Galaxy, Portal, Team Fortress 2 were far more interesting and more successful than the graphical muscle of Unreal Tournament 3 or Crisis. Yeah, people are still not figuring out what right, the exactly. hell happened and with they, the they sales the question, of, of course, aren't developers crisis. going to have to back down on their graphical ambitions? You know, and he responds, quit, perhaps. Quit future-proofing stuff. Yeah, That's exactly. And I, and I think that that is such a really good statement right there from the guys at Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yeah. Where, you know, I think that's totally true. You know, if you, if you take... If you if you took more of your budget and put it towards art art, art design, art direction, 
instead of trying to, you know, you know, push the envelope on these graphics. You have 1,300 scientists working around the clock to right. push you know, the processor to its limits. Game, yeah, you know. oh, totally. You know, I think EverQuest 2 probably at the time suffered because a lot of people couldn't play it. Yeah. You know, now... now you know, no, most any machine can play it. And, it's three and years it's later, playable. and it's actually really good. Later. You know, there are some parts that are really good looking. I think. I think so opinion. too. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, when you when you're able to you're able to play World of Warcraft on a real crappy machine. I mean, I could load this. I could load World of Warcraft on a really crappy laptop and play it. Yeah. And it would still be playable. Very playable. Very Looks playable, great. and it would still look pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like how on a just a normal laptop I can. Crank it up to max graphics and play it like a nineteen two by fourteen four hundred or mm-hmm. you know right and it's just great. Anyway, I love that point in the article there. That, that the, was just such a it was a vindication for you. I, I know. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah, they get it. I, and then I thought the only thing I disagreed with the article on was when rock paper shotgun guy said that um, because Vanguard failed. They were basically implying that Vanguard's failure was proof that the market is oversubscribed, and that it will. That's why we're going to be moving mm-hmm. to a um, free-to-play RMT kind of mo- or microtransaction model. Yeah. It's like no. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe people are getting tired of having multiple subscriptions for multiple games if, right. if they're you know if they're not a one-game kind of person, and maybe the oh, subscription model is going to face some steep competition. But Vanguard's failure had nothing to do with the subscription model. It had to do with horrible management, a product that was shipped half-baked. You know, exactly. that was a really bad, yeah, was bad thing. Bad Other than that, though, I thought it was a great article. Well, and didn't they feel, didn't the industry feel at the time when EverQuest was out that the marketplace was oversubscribed? Yeah. It was saturated. And They said that. it was. They're like, this is as good as it's going to get. And then WoW came out and it was like, holy crap. Exactly. They're like, okay, well, now it's oversubscribed. And then Lotro came out and had like 2 million subscribers. And they're like, okay, well, now it's oversubscribed. It's like, you don't know. Just quit saying that. You don't know. You know, and I think... You have no idea. I think it will come to a point, though. You know, where, I mean, yeah, you, we've got people like, well, like you, for instance. You have, How many subscriptions do you have, Mark? It's one, two, three... Three. I, I did cut a bunch down. I, I mean, I, I definitely canceled my one for Hellgate London. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's no. an MMO. No, but it has a subscription. <laughs> okay, I'm just. I keep asking the question. Yeah. Uh, you know me. I don't like spending it on much. Me, bunch I stick them. with one. I try to stick with one. Maybe I'll have two at any given time. That that's kind of my max. Yeah, three you know is three is probably my limit. Yeah. I, well, I actually had an issue just with two, and I, my Warcraft one expired, and I just have City of Heroes and Villains right now. Right. That's always it's something. I think three is probably the max I could do, and even yeah. then, I'd have a lot of issues with that just because I don't spend that much on time. On top of that, you're getting dinged for like Xbox Live and all kinds of other stuff. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of other, you know, Wii Marketplace, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. It's hard because that stuff is so tempting. It's oh, I know. It's like I still have yet to download. Castlevania 4. <laughs> Can't you'll wait. You'll have to get that. <laughs> I love that game. Uh, and on to our next topic, which is Pirates of the Burning Sea. It burns! Anyway, on to Pirates of the Burning Sea. Mm. Uh, it's going to be released 
next week. Next well, week is the release date, guys. Are you, are you guys planning on playing it? I'm no. pumped. Are you pumped, really? I'm pumped. No one's actually going to play it. Well, I'm going to download the demo. You're just going to download... Are you, well, but so not you yourself. You're going to have somebody do that for you. Well, actually, I think you could download you. it off a of file. You I know, I need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Right like the whole client, the legitimate client, and you can actually... Actually, I think if you, I think if you download the client, you could probably just buy a key from there. Yeah. If you wanted to. Uh, my, I guess my question is, you know, how long is it going to really last before it turns into being like a free-to-play game? You know, I can't see a lot of people sticking around to play a niche game like uh, Pirates, you know, or, you know, even like, you know, just a game like that. I just can't see people sticking around that long. I think EVE Online's a niche game. Oh, it is? It is. I think it's really like a financial... It, I think it's like the best financial simulator of all time. You know, I don't, I don't really consider it a great space. Basically. No, I don't think so. I consider it more of a financial simulation more than anything. I was reading on the web, looking to see what people were predicting for Pirates of the Burning Sea, because I was just kind of curious. Yeah, I'd like to hear that, actually. And um, some people thought, well, it's probably going to kind of flop in the U.S., but be picked up in Europe. Because, well, basically, it's about... European, European history, history. Mm-hmm. Uh, to some extent. All yeah. Spain. And yeah, Spain, England, England. France, um, and then the, the old country. Of course, the pirate faction, which is people from Spain, England, France. All right. Um, France? France doesn't count. We all know that. <laughs> oh, we are so going to get a French listener. We just lost so many listeners. listeners. Sorry. Uh, but uh, is, is, it, it is... France, right? Am I, am I yeah. right? Yeah, 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 France is a faction. Yeah, yes. and then the pirates. And I, I thought that was a really good prediction. That you know, yeah, maybe it just won't connect with with it us. May not connect with Americans. But, um, and if you, but with the more savvy Europeans, they will. Us Americans are too dumb to play Pirates of the Burning. We don't sea. speak English. We speak American. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to figure out how to how to communicate with my bosses. I work, and I finally decided that I'm either gonna make bumper stickers for them, or I'm gonna get NASCAR hats and put little messages on the back that they Sweet. might read. I, I'm thinking that's probably my two best options at this point. <laughs> that was a very odd tangent. I don't know. I, mean, I just I, I can't. Like I, I said, I can't anything. see a ton of people sticking around to play play this game. I mean, it's just it's too niche. It's just, you know, it's pirates. And yeah, I mean, it, it might be fun for a while, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just didn't like the game. I didn't like the ship combat. That just wasn't my cup of tea, I See, guess you could say. Now, Mark, don't you think that the agency is a niche game? See, and I don't know. I think it might... You, you listed that as... what You think that's going to be a big hit. Because I got excited about it, and when I get excited about something, then I can't see it as a niche game. But you're excited about Because I think Warhammer I'm mainstream. That's, that's not going to... You think that's going to... And then yeah, I think it'll have some disappointments, and I, I just don't know that it's going to... I just want to understand why you think a niche game will do better than... Well, well, well I don't think it'll do better. I think it might surprise... Speaking, the agency will do really good and be known for yeah, doing well. I don't well. think the okay. There's, okay. There's, <laughs> like, right, if, you ta- if you take... Okay, uh, the square footage of the room we're in... Okay, that's the hype for Warhammer Online. Now you take one square foot out of the square footage of the room, that's the hype for the agency. Really? Yeah, and so my thought is that... I mean, these guys are... EA is sending 
um, the guys at Games for Windows were bitching on their podcast because they're getting they're getting this deluge of stuff from EA and it's just not stopping for the for that game. It's just it's like as you would think it was already out or it was just about to come out tomorrow or you know just about to come out tomorrow. It's just it's just crazy and and so there's all that and then Sony's like or Sony Online is like well we have this little game called the Agency and here's a screenshot and I saw the screenshot and guess what you know what our point was earlier about how um, games like Mario Galaxy Portal and Team Fortress 2, the abstract cartoony thing, is really catching on with people. Yeah. Whereas the photorealistic um, thing is, you know, not not so exciting. Or and we're, nobody can figure out why UT3 and Crisis Cells are down. Well, it's well, because nobody's systems can run those games. Yeah. That's why. Well, the, and this is based on the console, isn't it? The Agency may be the first game that SOE releases with really awesome art direction. I don't know if you've seen the screenshots, but it's really cool looking. I've seen some of it, but you know what? You know what else it looks like to me? It looks like. Hellgate London to me. You think? Yeah. I don't see that at all. I don't think it's going to be a true MMO. I think it's going to be, you know, all instance based and 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 that's it. I, I really do. I, I don't see like mm. this massive world where you're all spies and Yeah, I don't know. I you mean, know, you, I, you've got like factions against factions, you know, and you're you're like say you're like Red Cell versus, you know, Blue yeah. Cell or whatever and you and you you're always like, there's like this intrigue going on. I don't see that happening. I, it doesn't look like that to me. Uh, well, like, maybe you, you know, it looks but, all instance to me. But if you look at the hype, the hypometer, you know, between the two, that might be an unexpected surprise. You could see that versus if Warhammer Online doesn't get it all right, they've 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 damned themselves with all their hype. It's true. I mean, they're hitting us on every, like we've said, they hit us on every front. They're hitting all the publisher or the game magazine publishers website guys they are just not stopping and it's this growing these just growing promises of this revolutionary experience you know we'll it's see. like we'll really will it really I mean, be I, you know i agree i tend to agree with you i kind of yeah. think that well of course my my predictions were that most of these mmos that are coming out you know in the in the year are going to disappoint yeah all of them well, you know what? Probably be one that comes out above all that comes out of nowhere, and, and we don't know which one that's going to be. Right. And I don't know. I wouldn't say the agency will be that. I just think it'll do better than, you know what? You, you know, I don't think it'll be the minor little free to play game that. No, I that, don't think that. I don't think could. that. But I do think Pirates of the Burning Sea will not be a big deal by the end of the year. I think mm-hmm. by the end, of, by two, when two thousand nine rolls around, we'll all be like, yeah, that was kind of a neat little. Well, hopefully something Noah will, will be able to delve into this a little bit more. At least as much as I did with sort of the new world. <laughs> what, what was that, a two hours, yeah. three hours of gameplay? It was a couple weeks worth, at least. Yeah, I'm just joking. So, we have cool. these really cool new social networking sites like My MySpace, Facebook, and dare I say LinkedIn for professionals. Wouldn't it be cool to put your character stats there? Is that something we all need? Your main your main character should have their very own Facebook <laughs> or MySpace presence. Yeah. With with like all the songs they like and their political views and. And maybe a blog Find for themselves. For Gingrich, man. Oh wait a minute, Gingrich isn't even running in this race. Um, man, you're a night elf uh, from another world. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so we've got this um we've got this interesting article from Game Set Watch uh just talking about this as something and people being upset that they can't easily import their stats into their MySpace or whatever and mm, I don't know, there are people who've been blogging for a long time who like to do like chronicle their characters' experiences and right. what they've seen and that's been done and you know, it seems for some people it's really cool. It preserves it. It is kind of like a neat little Kind of a scrapbook, if you will, to you know. And I was guilty of that with our City of Heroes supergroup, the original one. I used to like all the times we. That's right. We had get together. We had a like we had a an MSN groups thing, right. and we would track that, and it was kind of fun to take those screenshots and put them somewhere and kind of preserve it for history, historical purposes. I don't know, I could see it. I've always said I think MMOs bring out the narcissist in everyone. Because you always are looking at your damn paper doll or rotating oh, yeah. around your character. Hiring him. And you can't help it, you know? And then oh, you're like... man, look, you're at, like, look at my kick-ass armor that I got. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, these shoulders I got, like, look great, but the stats aren't as good as what I have, but... Damn it, uh, but good. damn it, I would rather look good, you know. And I'd unless look good. I'd rather look good and feel good. Unless you're playing EverQuest 2, you've got to do that, you know, because EverQuest 2 has the how I look and the what I'm wearing right, tabs, right? right. But uh, yeah, you have to you have to make that terrible sacrifice, and uh, so I think I think that's kind of kind of cool. Um, I don't know, I don't know. you know. My my problem is is that I I hate Facebook and MySpace and all those all those websites like that because I like I like my whole life to be fairly anonymous you know right anonymity is like uh, I think this is like from this is like from one of the very first Mission Impossible movies I think when Tom Cruise was driving around with like this other secret agent and and she she basically said anonymity is like a warm blanket you know it, you know it keeps me warm at night you know it's like security you know and I, I don't I don't want anybody to know really a whole lot about myself, what I'm doing out there. Even in my gaming, I, I don't, I don't want people to really know what I'm doing. Right. I don't even care that they know what I'm doing. That's because you're a Sicilian. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I have something to do. Yeah, with it. I don't know. So. You know, it's just I, I don't understand this fascination with laying your entire life out. You know, on the internet for people to see, and you know, and now you want your virtual life out there too. Well, yeah. You know, it's like I, I find it kind of funny. I don't I, know. It's. I mean, I have been guilty of it, but I just can't see. I'm with you. I hate MySpace. I hate Facebook. I hate it when people say, "Oh, you got to see this new picture," and I'm like, "Could you send it to me?" Or you know, they'll have something, some funny thing. Like, oh, it's on my Facebook page. Right. Like, oh, if I go there, I have to log in, and I don't want to do that. And then, then you do that, and I uh, just... Uh, Next thing you know, you're being hounded by all these... Uh, well, yeah, that's what always happens to me, all the babes. I get all know. these babes that are like, <laughs> you know, saw your picture in, in Facebook. I'm like, really? That's interesting, because I didn't upload a picture, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the next thing you know, they come to your house, and you have that guy from Predator. You know, the, we the weren't going to talk about uh, last night series or whatever on there. That was terrible. And he's like, "Do you know who I, I was, am?" I was Why there. Sit down and- just because I showed up with flowers, about twelve Trojans, and some lube. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just wanted to. Te- I just wanted her to stop this life of flirting with older guys. Right. I was just. It was the best intentions. Exactly. I just brought the other stuff just in case. I didn't know. You never know what's going to happen, you know? But, oh, sorry. 
I didn't mean to be so defensive. <laughs> anyway, it That's airs on right, Friday, man. and you can finally see what I look like. I don't like. know. I just, <laughs> you know, really, I mean, do we really want to, do I really care, you know, that you have the sort of horrible death and destruction? Do you want me to go to your MySpace page and see that and in all of its glory, you know, and so you can go, <laughs> look what I have. You know, it seems like more of a, I don't know. It's like more of a bragging rights thing, maybe for like little yeah. children. To me, honestly, and I'm, you know, I'm not calling this the author of this article a little kid or anything like that. It's just, to, to me, I, I just wonder why you want to expose yourself, you know, to, to all that stuff. You know, I just don't get it. What do you about you know? What are your thoughts? And then, what about your Facebook and MySpace pages with your characters, <laughs> which are non-existent? I <laughs> am not a fan at all of the online profile stuff MySpace and Facebook I just think it's really annoying and it's just a way to get yourself into trouble with your co-workers or people that are from your past people you do check to talk to again people do check MySpace and Facebook now when they're hiring yeah. people mm-hmm. high school stalkers you know, yeah seriously I don't even you know when I register on a web forum I don't even. I don't give them my real information. Do you? I give them your information. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I like to play it safe. No, I mean seriously. I mean, it's like what? Whatever happened to being like totally anonymous on the internet? You know, it's just I mean, all these people wanting instant celebrity, and I, I find that really annoying. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's something that you're wanting, if there's a community that's small and focused, and it's something you want to get into, you know, if it's an online. Warcraft Guild or whatever, you have a, a website and you all have profiles on there, and it's for purposes of sharing with people you know or with a, a constrained group. But you know, just advertising it to anybody who's willing to look—it's just dumb. I just had a funny thought though, and uh, I'll I'll just finish this with that. I mean, this segment or this story with that. And uh, you know, last week we were talking about um, guild guild overachievers and you know people guild leaders and. And how, you know, it can transition to your working life. Well, what if somebody used LinkedIn for their um, guild uh, <laughs> character membership? So it's like, you know, when you're in LinkedIn and you're like, yeah, I do. this is my resume. Well, they could list their gaming, their guild playing resume. Like, I, I you know, was I had the first world kill for this boss or that boss. And then, like, previous jobs would be all the different guilds they were in and then all the guild members and they'd all be linked in <laughs> with each other. And it'd be this huge, like, LinkedIn network Right. Of people's like <laughs> fantasy names and all these mythical things they did, <laughs> guilds they were in, all this stuff. Can you imagine like the LinkedIn guys like looking you know, just randomly sampling their database and they're like, Whoa, hold on a minute. It says this guy slayed twelve what? What the hell is you know, it'd be awesome. So yeah, I, I if if anybody's listening and wants to have some fun, I recommend you start a LinkedIn uh, network for your guild accomplishments. <laughs> that would be and hilarious. guild networking. I think that would be just awesome. Definitely. next news bit that I'd like to share, I, I saw it, and I knew that I had to bring it up with the other Channel Massive guys, because I knew it was right up all your all's alley. So, Intrieve, that's N-T-R-E-E-V, the folks who brought us Trickster Online are going to be bringing us a new MMO. Oh, how can I forget Trickster? Called 
Grand Chase. Grand Chase. Like Trickster Online, it will be free to play. Of course, that's all under the evilly, deceptively hidden RMT that's in there. Of course. I was just actually checking out the Trickster Online website. It's because it's a browser-based game that basically tweens and and young kids can get into. But there's this evil undercurrent that, oh, and then there's intrieve points that you can use to buy accessories and weapons and items and all this other stuff. Maple Story works the same way. Of course. Zwinky works the same way. This The difference with Intrieve's offerings is that there's a story and there's a world behind it. And what's exciting about Grand Chase, according to Intrieve, is that they have a really dynamic... It looks kind of like a Smash Brothers meets Soul Calibur 2D <laughs> action brawling combat system. So it's all on this one screen right. platforming uh-huh. and they're fighting each other. So they have this exciting combat mode. And there's an introductory movie... Or the yeah, I saw that. Or the my, game I think over my brain on. almost exploded. Yeah, it was really weird. My favorite part was it looked like a character busted out a, a microphone that turned into an electric. <laughs> yeah, whip. dude, it totally did. It was, <laughs> it was like this like microphone lightsaber thing, you know, that like shot out like electricity. At first, I thought she magic was stuff gonna sing to us, and then this like electric whip came out, and, it's like, and it yeah. didn't make any sense. And it's most importantly of all, very heavily anime style. <laughs> So Jason, how how long have you been playing it for? Uh, the, the alpha, the beta, the Japanese version. Yeah, I've I've been hardcore about it. <laughs> Not. So what do you guys think of this deluge of free to play games? I mean, it's just like never well, ending now. It's a good way to get young kids into sure. to grow our masses. But they, I think there's a place for it. But man, the real I, victims I just, are the parents. Yeah. You know the problem is, and you know, and I think the free to play games are are just what's kind of been discussed is where, you know, they're they're like the lower cal- caliber. You know, you're not going to find like really decent graphics or necessarily decent art direction either in yeah. these games. You know, they they may be fun to play, for all I know. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I haven't really played any of these free to play games before. Uh, oh, but you will. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, but you know, if you're looking for like a more refined, you know, experience, you're going to have to, you're probably going to be paying a subscription for it. Well, yeah, if you want to top... It doesn't seem like these appeal to the Western gamers very much, the older gamers. Maybe the kids, but they don't seem to... And the parents, they're the ones who really get the shaft, because it's like, little Timmy down the street's got the the new pink hat with the orange sparkles and, <laughs> and I don't need five thousand and I only need five thousand points and you're like hmm, what's the exchange rate and I don't know and then you go and you look and you're like that's gonna be five bucks for a hat and if I don't get it I'm a bad parent <laughs> it's terrible yeah I don't I just don't I don't like and it it's like you can look and look and look on Trickster Online's website for instance about where's this billing thing because there's these little Oh, it's VeriSign certified, and you can do these transactions. There's all these little certifications on the footer of their website, and there's this little rotating gallery of things that are have been things that have been newly added to the store. Items that you can buy for your character, and you look everywhere to find out just exactly how these things are purchased. And all you can find is this repeated question in the FAQ section that says, "Is Trickster Online free to play?" And it says, "Yes, Trickster Online is free to play, and always will be." 
<laughs> and they just make it seem like, oh, yeah, it's totally free. It's like... We give you some crap. Exactly. And then we, we require you to pay some more for more crap. And what does it teach the kids, right? I mean, not to go off on the, the crazy, insane parent thing, but it's like these items in these these in-game in-game items that they can buy they can't be obtained in game from questing or anything right no these are you right, only you know, can you don't pay have for to work so you for can't what you, you mean, can't teach just, the, you yeah. can't instill any level of ethic, you know work, work ethic. ethic even uh, granted it's a game right it's kind of a oxymoron but still you know if it doesn't instill any good values as far as that goes. All it instills is whining to your parents for more money, you know? Hey, man, you know what? I, I earned my first platinum in, in EverQuest 2. Oh, sweet. Not too long ago. And that felt like a pretty freaking good accomplishment to me. That's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've earned a platinum! <laughs> and I'm like on the out of... Angel saying... I'm like on the out of context through. channel, you know, going, I earned my first platinum! And everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, Because everybody knows, everybody knows that, you yeah. know, it's like that first platinum that you make, you know, you, you know, if you're just starting out in that game, it's like, it's like a huge accomplishment, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like, it's a minor thing, I mean later on in the game, but still, you know, when you're first starting out, it's like that first platinum is like, yeah. Especially you abhorring all trade skills. <laughs> oh. oh, I know. So anyway... First, refuse to do the trade. I'd say we all pretty much are united in our condemnation of of uh, free-to-play games that suck. And MySpace and Facebook. And, yeah, and, well, yeah, and Facebook and anime and... and stuff. No, just <laughs> I like anime. We hate everything around, and especially here. anime. I like anime. Anime, real. I mean, Noah really likes to hate anime. <laughs> In. Podcasting news, it appears that Blizzard has jumped into the fray with this whole podcasting phenomenon, and they now have a the podcast. Phenomena. Yeah. It's a monomathon. Now, granted, they're, <laughs> Menom- it's their Menom- first episode, and... be a new word, too? Yes. Along with... Phenomenons? Menaces and monomathons. Pretty good. Well, it's their first It's their first podcast. Yeah, shut the hell up. It's my news story. You guys are terrible. I'm just not going to talk anymore. It's my new story. Okay. So, <laughs> it's their very first podcast. It's kind of funny. It's like most podcasts, when you when you download it and you look at the file name, it's called, like, you know, The Instance, Volume 3, you know, Episode 14, blah, blah, blah. Theirs is just called Episode 1. <laughs> so, so, that's kind of funny. And um, But but the production value is really good. It's, you know, it's obvious they're jumping in with both feet on this. I... Um, well, it's not like they don't have the resources to no, make... No, to like, put out a simple podcast, for God's sake. Best podcast ever, because yeah. they probably have, like... They always do the best. sound studio. It sounds great, and, yeah. They, it really... It's really nice, but... They had a... They started out with an interview with Sam Didier, art director of StarCraft II. He, um... He's done... He's the art director, like, the main art director for... And has been for, like, 16 years so or he's something. the art director for the, for the next piece of... Blizzard crack that comes out. Yeah, StarCraft Two and WoW, and uh, and he's he the Samwise guy, right? Yeah, Samwise. Samwise. Yeah, and, he, and so it talk, they talked to him a little bit about concepting art and what all he does and and how he got it, how he got into the, how he got the job, which he actually brought framed art in because he was just wasn't ready quite for the interview, so it was pretty funny. 
And he talks about um, some of the concepting for StarCraft II, like the new Zerg look and, and the, some of the like the Dark Templar look. It's some really cool insider information that you just don't normally get. And talks about the Warcraft stuff. And then they have an interview with Jeff Kaplan, lead designer for WoW. And he highlights the Sunwell uh, Plateau and, the, and other features for Patch 2.4. And, you know, obviously my question is, well, is this a response to the... Uh, never-ending barrage of PR efforts coming out of Mythic for, um, for their latest and greatest. No, I know, man. Like, I mean... Who's the guy Who's the guy they always have on, on the web, on the videos? Oh, God, I can't think of his name right he's now. He's great, though. I mean, The British guy? Yeah, he's a great he's awesome. PR guy for him. I mean, yeah. He just and he's just... I, I just see unceasing, and it's just... Yeah. And he's so excited. And, yeah, and he's really... You know, he, he makes you want to play the game whenever he you does. watch him. He's like... He's perfect. We're going to have all sorts it's, of crap on this it's, site, it's, it's going to be awesome, and there's going to be... It's contagious excitement that's real, right? It is, it's yeah, like totally. you know that it guy. Makes you want to play that game. The guy is probably like there when people come in and and leaves, you know, after everybody else is gone. It's like him and the janitors, you know. I mean, he's just so <laughs> into it. It's it's really cool. But yeah, I'm kind of wondering if it's kind of a response to that, you know, that effort because they are responding in a lot of ways to the threat that war has, you know. Yeah. So, I just I don't, I don't know. know. It's kind of interesting to see him jump into the podcast. I don't think they're too podcast. worried, but and you know, SOE's got it. They've had a podcast for a while. Yeah, yeah, they have. So I read that this first episode was going to be strictly audio, but the future ones were going to be video. Is that? Did you see that? I didn't notice that. I don't know. But only the first one's going to be audio, and then the upcoming hmm. ones will be video. That kind of is a bummer. I, I mean, I wish there was both, or maybe I guess maybe there will be. I might have misread. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Our next our next topic is. Linden Labs has banned the unofficial Second Life banks. Basically, they want to be the only show in the in the in the game, as far as they like to be the people who print the money. I find that to be kind of interesting and slightly, I don't know, hypocritical. I guess it's kind of neat. Players can develop all this content. You can do anything you want, but you make a bank, and they're gonna come down on you. And I guess it's because like they're a afraid bank of as far as like. Pyramid scheme. Is there money involved? I'm, I, I don't know. I don't understand how. Yeah, second it's like an investment works. scheme, right? You can. In, it's like a stock, you know, an in game. You you deposit your money and you're going to draw interest or, you know, um, kind of like what the, the, the fraud that happened in Eve online, you know? Maybe something like that. In our strange and offbeat news file, we have a curious... <laughs> we haven't been strange and offbeat enough? This, this it can, uh, always, episode, can only get better. We're making a highlight of this one. Oh, okay. Darren Bunker of Posse Entertainment, which is a, de- a, public, a developer... Me and my Posse. ...respective makers of Dragons and Legends, an MMO, has gone missing at sea. He left from Dana Point in San Diego, California... And the boat was found floating off the coast of Hawaii, island of Kauai, kind of on the far, far western edge of the island chain in Hawaii. The boat was found empty, and to quote the Orange County Register news story on it, on Sunday, a Kauai man was fishing about 19 miles off the main island town of Lihue when he spotted Bug Trap, the guy's boat, bobbing in the sea. Officials found an empty boat, its cabin slightly damaged by fire, and its mast torn loose by unforgiving elements. 
They found Bunker's laptop and other computer equipment inside the cabin, along with cases of Corona beer and sodas, canned food, and other supplies. Well, it's nice to hear that he was prepared with the Corona. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta have your Corona. They found cartons of Marlboro Red cigarettes on a sleeper sofa. (laughs) That too, man. He was, like, smoking and drinking. And snuffed out butts and ashtrays, but they found no traces of Bunker. It looks like he was living aboard the boat, said Kai R. Christensen, the officer in charge at the U.S. Coast Guard station in Kauai. Foul play has been ruled out. The fire appears to have been accidentally started, but they don't know what's going on so far in Hawaii. Mark, what's your take? Oh. Well, I think it's probably for the best. Uh, <laughs> I took a look at uh, I took a look at the uh, at the uh, corporate website and their game that they're working on, and uh, oh, it's it's just it's just this was going to be like the next. Well, I don't even know. I can't. I wouldn't even say Come it was going to be. Man, I mean, this guy is like <laughs> missing and stuff. And Posse Entertainment was started by Darren Bunker in June of 2006. After playing eight MMOs and ultimately being unsatisfied with the outcomes, Darren decided to make one that could very well satisfy the mass market player and still provide for every gamer type. Based in beautiful Southern California, Posse Entertainment is set to pioneer mass market gaming in online persistent worlds. And then the contacts are investment inquiries, charity inquiries. And just in a general contact kind of thing. I love that charity at posseentertainment.com. Uh, so then, so okay, if you're not if you're not swayed by the clever graphics that they used for their corporate website, which are right out of like Logo Maker 3000 or something, you can go and look at this game. <laughs> their marquee title called Dragons and Legend. And under major game features, I will read some of these wonderful major game features that are going to revolutionize the industry. Dragons and Legends is a refreshingly unconventional MMORPG. The formerly unpublished role-playing system gives Dragon and Legends a more balanced gameplay experience anyone can enjoy. Here's a list of some of the major features. Completely new visionary role-playing system. Unlike any other, uniquely balanced classes featuring a specific role to play in PvP group and raiding dungeons. Equal support for all playstyles, group, solo, PvP, and trades. Throughout the entire game and its future. I'm sorry. A doesn't fully... All, doesn't every game... Yes, like, that's why this is so that? beautiful. A fully featured privacy system to protect yourself and your family from harassment and unwanted solicitation. Your concern, Jason. See, this might have been the game for you if the guy lived. Um... Two exciting factions to play, both with their own stories, goals, and quests. An eight-year-plus progressive player-driven interactive storyline, annual expansions adding more content and story for everyone. And finally, fully voiced main story characters and key quest NPCs, personal public recognition for your efforts in the world. Hey, there's there's this was going to have the MySpace Facebook thing. And participate in a storyline that will change because of your efforts. And this is not all. Yes, this it's might well all. have been the game to end all games, but alas, our drunken chain-smoking <laughs> CEO has been lost at sea Come on, off man. the coast of Hawaii. So, just too bad. One of the investigators had a possible scenario of what's happened. They think, this is again from the Orange County Register article, Bunker may have found himself a few miles off San Diego in the dark. Finding it safer to enter the harbor in the morning, he goes down below to relax in the cabin, cracks open a beer or two, gets drowsy, and falls asleep with a cigarette in his hand. He wakes up, things are on fire, he tries to stomp it out, and in a panic, while on fire, jumps off the boat and can't get back on it. But anything at this point is pure speculation, according to Coast Guard MacArthur. I just hope he's got a soccer ball named Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that wraps up. I think that's going to wrap up our roundtable twig. twig discussion th- this week. It, it, like again, if you enjoyed <laughs> our new format, um, especially the ending, please send all mail to <laughs> Mark at channelmassive.com, <laughs> where he will take all comments, questions, or if you want to amuse a lot of us with something directed towards Mark. You can email mail at channelmassive.com. I don't want any email from, and since, from that last Since day, I but. committed the atrocity this week, um, would you like to um, give your formal apology to the Arden Art Director now, Jason? Oh, no. Actually, yeah. We, we totally forgot about this. Uh, last week, we made mention of Arden, the world of Shakespeare, uh, the, the failed MMO that, um, you know, according to their... One of their own lead guys was no fun, and that's the reason why it totally bombed. Well, it got uh, canceled, you? Yeah. Or it got canceled. Anyway, uh, we 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 got a response from the art lead. Uh, it was actually a listener. Yeah, it was. It was a listener. Or it was a listener. We hope he's still a listener. <laughs> it, it wasn't a criticism necessarily of, of his artwork or anything. Oh, like no, that. not certainly not. It was just a criticism, not. I guess, of the, com- of the uh, concept of the concept we just didn't itself. Get it. We just didn't get it. I don't think we knew it was supposed to be educational and, in nature, so we were... And uh, we're actually hoping... He's had some dialogue with us uh, recently, with, with Mark um, in particular. And uh, hopefully we can get him on for an interview... Or uh, maybe like a maybe just some kind of email banter or something, something of that nature to to maybe get some some more information on this story. Yeah, yeah, I think the the insight that he could provide on like what what happens when a game hits this and what what is the interaction between all the staff. You know, I mean how how that when, all when goes developers down. Collide. Yeah, to get it from a real developer from somebody in the trenches, so to speak. I think it's going to be an invaluable experience, and I agree. I'm, just really, you know, happy that he um, sounds like he would like to tell the story with us. The guy, the very guys who bashed the game, you know, unknowingly, you know, not really realizing what it was all about. So I think it's kind of cool. Cool. Of I'll him. probably still bash the game somewhat, <laughs> just because I, I, I just still think it's a crazy idea, and and I just don't get it. But hey, maybe he'll sway me. I don't know. Sounds good. Definitely something to look forward to at either next week's episode or the one after that should hopefully happen soon yeah um and thank you very much for writing us Rory yes very much very Very cool and if anybody else wants to get in on the show please write us at mail at channelmassive.com or feel free to leave a comment on any one of our blog entries over at www.channelmassive.com and most of all thank you for listening to our episodes yeah and oh and we're uh we're gonna add a skype line so you can call in with your comments and we'll play you on the radio or the radio the radio what am i doing (laughs) flashing back to like the college (laughs) uh so we'll play you on the podcast if your comments are suitably hilarious or and or meaningful we want your takes we want your takes peeps that's right all right well we'll see you in episode number 26 hopefully we'll have the full crew assembled yes and uh we should be ready to go Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.